There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should. The ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team. I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations. And I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations? What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing. And I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage, I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there, this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests. And I feel that there will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Quick disclaimer before we dive in, what we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Welcome everyone to this episode of In My Truth. Today I have superstar friend from Fit for Service, Lucy Dawson. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us from Mexico. Obviously, I don't put together the videos from these recordings, but Lucy is wearing a big sun hat <laughs> and sitting in the sun and it's looking very different from the snow that's outside my window here in Colorado. But tell us a little bit about you, Luce. Thanks, Sarah, for the intro. Um, so originally I'm from England. Um, I've spent a majority of my adult life traveling, um, working as a private chef on yachts. And it took me all the way down to your parts of the world in Australia. And I spent um, the last 10 years living in Byron Bay. And then um, the last couple of years I've had a bit of a kind of topsy-turvy turnaround in my life and it just something didn't feel right so I followed uh, my intuition and I packed my bags up and I left Australia in April and I've been traveling since then and yeah this I guess we'll be talking about a little bit about my journey and um, I've got a one-way ticket to who knows where. (laughs) So today is literally your last day in Mexico right? Yeah so I've just had three months here. Okay, so maybe let's start there. So tell us, yeah, where you're at, what's coming up for you today, how you're feeling about leaving and everything. Okay, so basically a couple of years ago, um, I one of my top visions to, like I've really got into my, 
to manifesting and, you know, aligning my truth of what I really desire to the highest of like my, my soul's purpose. And I got struck by the inspiration lightning a few years ago on where I wanted to go and what I wanted to move forward in my career with was by running retreats. And during this whole process of this last year, um, whilst I came to Mexico in July, I was gifted the opportunity to um, run a, a retreat center, which is in the way of a beautiful property um, that's here in Puerto Sandido. And so when this opportunity came to me, you know, I was like, wow, this was like a dream of mine a couple of years ago and I need to take this. And there was all these synchronicities connected to it. So I, I really listened to my gut and I followed my intuition and I, I came here. But upon arriving here in the last three months and how it's kind of unfolded, many of the things attached to this perceived dream that was born from my consciousness two years ago started to come up and it was just kind of like red flag, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Like um, the owner of the property, his words started to not match, match his actions and I could just... And physically as well, but was, there was little signs as well, like my digestion stopped working as well. And it was, it was just very clear signs that the dream and vision that I was, had had two years ago wasn't matching the reality. And I don't know if you've had this as well. It's like you still have the synchronicities to guide you, but in your like, well, you know, like it had to be right because, you know, there was all those synchronicities I've got to keep pushing it forward oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I kept on kind of like pushing it and it wasn't until a huge thing happened uh, like because we were building a new cabana on the land to to kind of um facilitate and to like accommodate all these new people that were coming that I was trying to you know like use all my networking powers to like create beautiful retreats and beautiful um you know, I just wanted to, I wanted my dream to come alive. So I was really like pushing it and telling all my friends about it and all people that I really like was inspired by. And so I, I, I was putting my name to my dream as well, which was like, you know, you're putting your name on the line. It's like a, a little bit scary thing to do, especially when you can see around you that things aren't really matching up to your actual, actual dream. And um, yeah, the, the building actually got stopped and halted because the owner hadn't um, applied for a proper planning commission. And at the same time, my computer stopped working. So I was actually unable to work on the website or do anything um, work related to a, a, like anything more that I could do on my phone. You can't really do much on your phone, apart from like trying to do more emails and such. And so that stopped working. And so I had to send my um, computer off to Mexico City and um, it turned out when they opened it in Mexico City, it worked perfect. So for two weeks, because my friend Ava, oh, wow. who, you know, had my computer. So two weeks I was without my computer. And it was then I was just able to see with open eyes that this dream wasn't right. And um, it was so uncomfortable for me too because for two weeks without my email, like without my laptop, I was like, that's how I perceived my worth as well. Like, you know, like, I'm the industrious, industrious, productive, mm -hmm. I can do this, I can do that. Look how much work I've done in this week, da, da, da. Like, I couldn't do anything. And so it was so uncomfortable for me to be like, I've just got to lounge around in this paradise <laughs> <laughs> and see, like, actually see the, like, woods from the trees and, like, see it properly. 
And um, yeah, it was in those two weeks that like, yeah, major truths came up for me. And I was like, yeah, this, this isn't, this isn't it. And um, yeah, so that was, that was the biggest realization that like the paradise that I had been chasing wasn't the thing that I should be putting my attention onto Mm. and there was other things for me to discover. And so where are you at today? Like, like what's coming up for you around letting go of that and stepping into what's next and what is next, I suppose. Well, during that whole process, I, I lacked to mention that in February this year. So I had the idea of running retreats back in 2017 that came to me very strongly and I was chasing that. So through chasing the idea to have this retreat place, I started manifesting wealth and abundance. And that was like my key to attaining a place where I could do the retreats. And so that was um, the starting point. And I knew that I had to have a, to achieve the wealth to be able to have a retreat space. So that's what I've been concentrating on for the last maybe year or so. And I've been getting into meditation, all the Dr. Joe's meditations and I'm really like aligning and feeling like the wealth just bubbling up inside of me. And during that whole process, when I was still back in Australia, I was able to turn my business around. I started charging double, which I had previously done, previously um, charged. I started attracting amazing clients. Like I started writing down um, what I, exactly what I wanted, like the days that I wanted to work, the amount that I wanted to receive each week the type of client that I wanted and all these things started to manifest. And I was like, damn, I'm powerful. So then I started to like really, really get into it. And this is tail end of last year. And then this year in February in meditation, it's just like a clanger of like a lightning strike struck me. And I was like, Oh my God, this is my, this is my part. This is what, this is my gift to the world. And so basically I'm creating a concept around manifestation. I don't want to go too much into it because I'm building on it right now and I will share it um, once it's ready. It's still in hatching mode. But basically, um, I'm creating a way of um, aligning our visions and making a, a like a tool so that we can basically have our next step from our imagination onto a tangible um, product that we can watch every day and, um, and just align ourselves to our manifesting powers. And so through this whole year, this is what I've been working on. And it's taken a while because it's like I'm, my background's in chefing. So I'm not really the particularly tech savvy person. <laughs> I can hardly like um, use words. <laughs> and, um, but like, you know, um, I'm manifesting it. So um, it's all about, you know, just like keeping aligned to your truth and like meditating every day and just allowing these little signs to come up and just really like aligning yourself to your intuition and really realizing that we're like, we're living in this amazing paradise also known as reality. And it's, it's, um, it's a participatory um, environment. Like you have to be open to everything that's happening around you and you have to, acknowledge all these tiny little subtle signs and the more that you start to notice them and like be conscious of them they start talking to you back and this has been this has been a compounding experience month after month day after day minute after minute for me this whole year because I've just taken the time out from traveling obviously like I'm not in my normal routine so I've had the space and the awareness to be able to look and listen 
um, far more clearly than I had done, had been able to previously. So um, during this whole Mexico escapade, I kind of veered off course a little bit because I got kind of the carrot dangled to my old dream and I didn't really integrate this new concept that I was trying to work on. I kind of put it to the side and I was really confused actually when I first got here because I was like, how am I going to you know, still work on that while starting this new business up? And like a part of me said, well, maybe, you know, like listen to the fact that this has come and this is a gift and you have manifested this place, even that you haven't been able, you know, I didn't have to buy anything. I was managing it for the owner, but I was like, well, that's, the, you know, that's a bonus. Um, so I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of blinded by the lights. The fact that this had landed on my lap and I went for this first over my, my other primary project and that it became, this became my, um, yeah, like my first object in hand because it was right there. It was physical and it was in front of me and it was easier. So I kind of like disregarded my, my project on the side. So in this two week window, when I didn't have my laptop, I, w I began to pick it up again and I was like, okay, well, there's nothing else to do. I, and I could see that this Mexico um, property wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be. So I picked um, my business up again and I started reaching out to people and I started really getting back into my meditations. Like, because I wasn't working, I was like meditating like four hours a day. I was doing my morning and my evening as I do always, but also in the afternoon, I do a mid morning and then an afternoon one as well. And, um, yeah, I could feel the energy come back to life. And it was like, oh, thank God you're, you're back. Because, <laughs> you know, like all these inspirational ideas, they, they come fleetingly. And they, they, I feel like they come from, you know, the ether. And then they choose somebody to, to birth them, to help them on their way. And then if you, don't, if you don't look after your baby of inspiration, whatever it might be, if, if you've had this amazing idea and you really want it to work, You've got, to, you've got to nurture it and you've got to give it time and you've got to give it patience and you've got to, you've got to build it. And it starts with the foundations and the roots and it's a long process. But if we just leave it on the side, I feel like it's very easy for it to just kind of float off in the, in the ether again and be like, okay, well, you put me down for too long. I'll go to somebody else that might want to nurture me a little bit a little bit more and I, I truly believe that and I think that was a big wake-up call for me as well just to be like I've got to I've got to get back to attending on this and during those two weeks I was putting out emails and I got a lovely email back from this uh, amazing graphic designer um, based in New Zealand and he was like Lucy I love your concept and he's super interested and so we've basically our team of two became three and now it's four and like it's basically grown in these last couple of months so now that we've got a we, our team's growing now and it's there are all these other crazy people that can see the um power of what i'm trying to do and it's so affirming to me to know that this is a path i'm meant to be on and other people can see the potential of it too and this all happened in two weeks that um I had to put down everything that was right there in front of me and then go within and inside again. And mm -hmm. that's when I got more confirmation than I ever needed to know that, that this is the path that I'm meant to be following. And what's hard for you right now though, in and amongst all of this, like what's the, what's the challenge? Okay. So I don't have, I've spent all my money. <laughs> I have been traveling since April. So like my finance, my finances have taken a serious hit. Like it's getting borderline financially 
like naked mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm down to my undies yep <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to be doing like tomorrow I'm leaving for LA to have the summit with all you beautiful people at the service group it's our last summit which is going to be amazing I know and then I'm going to be heading to Aspen and I, my beautiful friend's putting me up for a month I don't have a home I'm living literally, I've got four suitcases now. I left Australia with two. Somehow I've accumulated two extra bags of crap. Well, it's not crap, <laughs> but it's stuff I don't want to let go of, you know? And it's like, um, I'm basically living on the edge, Sarah. Like I have no, I, I literally don't know what I'm going to be doing after the 12th of January. Like I have no idea. So, um, but for some reason I might be crazy I just have trust in the universe. I just know that something will come up. I, I will have opportunity. I've just got to keep believing in myself and the work that I'm doing. I mean, this is, you can't, if you're, if you're, you know, starting a business, I don't think it's, you're not meant, to, it's not meant to be smooth sailing. You're not meant to have times without feeling this uncomfort, you know, like it's this discomfort. You're, you're meant to have these feelings of feeling utter, like, you know, disillusion. What the hell am I doing with my life? I think this is just part of the journey. I hope it is. Totally. I mean, <laughs> I literally woke up this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, like I just entered that kind of slight, um, probably anxiety is probably a bit too much of a strong word, but that slight anxiety state of like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to Malibu tomorrow. I had meetings all day yesterday in Denver. I've got basically one day today to get some work done and I'm not going to get much done until next week. And I just start like panicking about everything that I'm meant to be doing in my company. Um, and I have to just like bring myself back and center back to my big picture vision. And like this day right now, you know, it's, everything's going to be okay. Like do everything that I can today to keep moving toward the vision. Yeah, I definitely think it's one of my strengths as an entrepreneur is that I can, just hold my vision very tightly and but I get challenged a lot and it's happened often to me lately mm. um, especially I'm working on like a pretty new startup with grow my team the company's been around for a while but we've only really started growing this year and you know I'm raising capital and have you know the investors that say yes and then there's the ones that say no because they don't believe in what I'm doing or whatever and it's super confronting whatever that piece of self-doubt is, whether it's your own ability, sometimes it's my own ability, sometimes it's somebody else's lack of belief, sometimes it's a lack of money, like the different things that come up. And it's just like such a challenge to bring ourselves back to the vision and just stay focused on that. So yeah. And money is like such a state of, can be, it's like such an energetic thing that can create so much. Um, there's just so much around it to kind of figure through <laughs> like so representative of so many things in our life. I think, you know, you were talking about there was still the synchronicities to go to Mexico. Mm. Um, and obviously everything's come full circle right now and you feel like on path and everything. How do you feel about like what's happened with your financial situation and this kind of detour that you took? Like what's the tough stuff that comes up around that? Well, it's interesting you just said about the synchronicities leading me here. So I just did a really interesting exercise where, because this year has been so monumental for me, I wrote down month by month, like the turning points and the realizations I had. And I, like the synchronicities that were leading me here was just like gold. Like I was like, oh my God, I've got to be here. And I realized something and it's not that 
groundbreaking or it's like something I was like, oh yeah, that's totally obvious. But sometimes when we have these synchronicities that are guiding us to something, it's not about the person or the experience or the country or the job. It's the lessons that you're going to learn from that experience and what you're going to take from it. And for that, for me, is priceless, what I've learned here. And it's, I feel like I've, I've broken karmic cycles. I feel like I've grown so much, I've healed. And I needed to be here to have these realizations then to go forward with this business that I'm starting now. And if I hadn't have done this and I haven't had that detour, I wouldn't be in the mind space that I am in now. And what I've got now is grit and determination and um, a clearer sense of where I'm going, even in the face of all this adversity and financial insecurity. Like I is, it is quite scary. Like I'm completely nuts, but I just have this insane, I just got this feeling that it's going to be okay. And that's what I've got to hold on to. That's my only kind of the lifeline I've got right now. And um, yeah, I'm just, it's just gratitude. I've just got this gratitude that I've had this weird little chapter in Mexico and the friends that I've met and all the things that have happened have all been part of the same story. And we've just got to, I just feel like in life, whatever is happening and whatever you're having a down day or the day of anxiety of what the hell am I doing? It's still all part of the same thing. The best days of your lives as well. And it's just like removing yourself from the small you to the big you and seeing the big picture, like you said about just like focusing out and looking at your bigger vision just is always a place of grounding for you just to know like, Oh yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff, you know? Mm. I'm trying to do that with my vision for relationships right now. So I've been practicing non-monogamy for about three years and far out it has been a journey and I'm, I'm having like a bit of a hard time with it at the moment because I've started dating again a few weeks ago and mm. you know, every, every new person that I'm dating, I'm telling them about non-monogamy and about the other people that I'm dating and it's super uncomfortable and awkward and it brings up, you know, the feelings in me of like, I had an uncomfortable conversation with one of my partners this morning because I was out with somebody else last night. And, um, you know, for me, it brings up these feelings of like, there's something wrong with me and I'm not enough. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be trying to do this. And it's just this constant like state of fluctuation where I'm like, have the vision in mind of like how I want my relationships in life to be. Mm. Um, and that's, that's me, like the same thing that we're talking about with business and everything else. It's like, oh man, I'm just trying to stay like holding strong to that vision as I'm getting rocked emotionally yeah. from time to time, dealing with living a very more or a much more unconventional path in relationship. Yeah. It's interesting with, um, with our visions as well. I, re- I think that we have to be really careful, especially, um, compartmentalizing them into the material world like you know like some like we, we would have these visions of like okay my vision with my business is very easy to do would be like I want to hit x amount of revenue each year and da 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 mm-hmm. but if we actually rise above that um and go beyond that and just be like I want my business to align myself to my higher truth and the same you can apply to your relationships as well it's like you don't we won't stay in the material world and be like, I want X amount of lovers and I want us all to get along and we want to have no, great relationships yeah. together. <laughs> We've got to go, I want to, I want to feel my heart being wide open as it as, as ever had before. And I want to feel connection and love and truth with people. 
Yeah. And I think that's like the hard thing. Well, it's, it's something that the conversations that I'm having a lot of around non-monogamy is like, it's actually not around, I don't even know if there would be more than one partner. Like, I don't know. Um, it's about the openness to connection and to mm. the fact that, you know, one person only and never feeling a single thing about several, anyone else just doesn't feel realistic to me. Yeah. It may not even be acting on it. It might just be open conversations, acknowledging that there are other people in the world. I mean, I really don't know what it actually looks like and I'm not attached to any one type of or multiple types of relationships. It's more just the concept of exploring to this place where I'm very comfortable and I have people in my life who are very comfortable living in truth, in openness and in consciousness. Um, yeah. And that's really the vision for me around that. And I get pulled into the, like the little like mini kind of dramas or scenarios or whatever of like, but, but you saw me this day and then you went and saw that person that, and how can you do that? And it's like so difficult to kind of navigate some of those conversations and know that these are just the learnings and challenges along the way. Mm. Um, and, and those feelings come up for me as well with somebody that I'm dating, who's dating other people or whatever. Like I still feel all of those things and, um, but yeah, it's just like keeping that vision in mind of like, okay, just keep going and keep practicing having real conversations about what's happening Yeah, <laughs> and being in truth in our relationships. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. And finding your mirror, cause that's essentially what we're just find. Like everybody is our mirror, but finding the people who are bringing up those things that we don't want to look at basically. Yeah. That's, that's all it is, isn't it? I know. Like the biggest thing that comes up for me when one of my lovers is upset with me about being with someone else is just that I'm not enough because I'm, and I'm not normal and I'm not conventional mm. and there's something wrong with me. And oh, I'm just doing so much work to try to heal that part of me and to stay in that discomfort with them yeah. and not shift myself to be more of what I perceive they want me to be and to just stay and be like... True to your core. Yeah, correct. I'm not conventional or whatever. Like I, I am kind of pursuing this and exploring it and that's where I'm at right now and far out. Like we only have really two options. I mean, there's infinite possibilities and options all the time, but like ultimately it's acceptance and we move forward or it's, you know, it doesn't resonate with you and, and we move away and that's fine. And I'm so conditioned to like, um, think about the other person in the relationship mm. and not to be thinking about myself. Meanwhile, I'm building all of this resentment and this feeling of being trapped um, because I'm like shifting myself to give the other people in, in a relationship with me, everything they need. Yeah. Um, and not focusing on my own needs. And it's not from a place, it's, it's fully selfish. The way, why I do that though, it's because I don't want them to leave me. <laughs> so it's not like I'm selfless. I'm just being, I'm selfishly trying to be what they want. I think they, what I think they want me to be so that they won't leave so that I'm getting that me need met. Yeah. So, and then it's so frigging uncomfortable for me to just sit in like, I'm not going to shift and change. I'm just going to be myself and I'm going to sit through this discomfort of you yeah. or once again, me perceiving that you think I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or I'm different. Oh. And yeah, like I'm in the thick of it on a regular basis and it's, it's, you know, I'm three years in and it's getting easier, I think, but then like right in the middle of it, it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sounds like you're in the trenches. I, um, 
I've been single for seven years. And so I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. It's just like, it's interesting at this time in my life. I feel like I'm doing a lot of healing and um, feel like this whole chapter as well has been a lot of heart opening for me. So I'm definitely ready to explore some relationships in 2020. And I've just started chatting to a guy um, you met on Raya and he seems really cool but it's interesting because he's uh mexican what's raya um raya's the dating app you have to wear is 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 an interesting thing it's just like a kind of like tinder but for creatives kind of thing. oh okay so there's like a niche focus to it yeah, yeah. i'm just on bumble yeah. right now so I'm so, I've literally just started using dating apps for the first time in my life three weeks ago. So I'm like, oh, wow. yeah. Oh. so yeah, oh, I'm like, God. it's all totally new to me. <laughs> Def- definitely get yourself on Raya. When I get my um, membership friend thing, I think I can do it after a month. I'll, I'll post you. Amazing. I think um, I've only literally, I've just been on it for one week, but I've been waiting because I had to be on a waiting list for like a couple of months. So they must go through your like profiles or something. And um, anyway, so I was on there and we just started chatting to this guy and he just, it, this is going to be an interesting, I can feel something. We're already talking every day and messaging and stuff. So definitely something is coming up for me with that. And that, the added um, interesting part is like the fact that we don't speak each other's languages very well. Oh. So um, <laughs> just to make it, you know, a little bit more tricky with communication and we don't speak the same language. But um, so I'm going to be a not, um, it's like going to be Lucy seven years ago is very literally a different person. And now like, you know, seven years now, I, I'm coming at it with a whole new consciousness. So yeah, just watch this space because I don't, this will be a really interesting new chapter. And what does, like, what does seven years being single look like? Like, have you been dating in that time at all? Or have you pretty much just been hanging out? Very like a vagina that's pretty much like a bat cave with cobwebs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's really pretty. Um, it's <laughs> you have a beautiful vagina, I'm sure. <laughs> Any men will love to worship uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Just clearing out with cobwebs. Um, no, so, um, I mean, well, we're getting yoni steams yeah, in well, Malibu, so yeah, yeah. that'll be perfect. It's going to be right, fresh, and clean for 2020. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's not to say, like, I did fall in love in between this time. It's not to say that I had a full drought and I've been, you know, having fun along the way, but there was nothing of any substance. And I've been very clear-minded about who I was allowing into my energy field and who I wasn't. And, like, clearly, like, in the last seven years, I've had – this has been a big mirror for me because the type of guys that I was going through post my big breakup, when I really looked at it and I started – developing my consciousness the way that I have in this last seven years and I realized that everyone is a mirror of yourself and I that was the big realization I was like well who the hell do I think I am if I'm going to these guys and I'm not mm. being mean to, to my past lovers but hell I've picked some clonkers in there like seriously like guys so I always like was attracted to the to the like the waifs and strays to the guys that I could see their potential so much, but they just were, you know, so wounded that they, they couldn't, and they were acting in ways, you know, like many of them 
had addiction problems, problems with keeping jobs, problems with keeping even their own rental houses, like big, big dramas where I'm like, you know, like, you know, I've had my own business, I've been very independent financially and in lots of other ways. So I was always like going for guys which were, which were kind of like shit storms. My friends would be like, what the hell, Lucy? Like, why, why are you even interested in him? And I was like, oh, but we have a connection and blah, blah, blah. And it was only really the last couple of years where I was like, oh my God, Lucy, like, you've got some serious healing to do because if this, if this is the, me- the men that you're going for, that says a lot about how you perceive yourself. And always the men that I was going for always pushed me away, away as well because I was too much for them. Like, they were like, why do you want to be with me? Like, they, they felt that, I probably would have left them at some point when I got to know them properly or whatever. They were always just too scared of me. And I was like, why are you rejecting me? Like, I love you. Da, da, da. So it was just like this big learning curve for me to like understand in my truth, like the parts of me that I really, really needed to heal. And um, yeah, I've just been on that, that path of learning. And ultimately that really kind of like inspired me to go deep in my, in my healing as well, because I've, that was the biggest realization that I needed to know that I do want love in my life and I want it to be a healthy love and not a love that's going to be attached with all these other, you know, big things that I, I are out of my control. You can't change your partner. You can't change someone's outlook or behaviors. And it's, it's silly to go into a relationship thinking you can do that. Mm. And it's all about changing yourself first so that you're not even attracted to to that that that, yeah it's so fascinating what what you're talking about in terms of like the mirror and what we attract and I noticed like Mm. you know for many years I attracted men that were quite kind of controlling and now I seem to be attracting men that are more in that avoidant camp um and I'm like so I think there's a big part of me I'm just thinking this through as we're talking that like knows that getting into a relationship right now like anything serious is not you know the right it's not the right time for me I've got a lot of like healing to do and it's just interesting that I'm at the same time attracting men that are not really available Mm, (laughs) like they're either married or um you know just avoiding in other ways like they like to keep things very casual or whatever yeah so I mean I'm doing a lot of work on that as well in terms of like who do I actually want to attract in my life in all relationships? This is like friends, family, lovers, like what type of person am I looking to be around in terms of like their consciousness and their ability to do self work and to own their own stuff. And, um, Mm. you know, there's, there's things in there that I just think that's where I want to get to. But having this conversation with you is also making me see like, I'm still very much on that journey. Like I'm still very much doing all of my own healing work to attract those people into my life in all areas as I say not just lovers um, even friends because all of these patterns that we have play out in all of our relationships and it's like right now as well like we've got to write down our like non-negotiables now with the partners that we're trying to attract like I can't I could never be with anyone that wasn't doing any inner work yeah like that's first off that's just never going to work no and even if if like it's you'll just outgrow not, them like, within like three weeks so yeah, it's just silly it's just like come on and it's like interesting like how we're still you know we get those carrot danglers universe the universe gives us those like you know like the hot guy will walk past so much you know like your old type and you'll be like oh my god hey how are you going mm. and like you'll still have those like murmurs and memories of attraction that that you know when t- 10 years ago that you would have been like oh my god I'm in love with him 
and you're still you still have that physical attraction but you like we've now got the growth and the learning as like our artillery just to go no that's not who I am anymore and thank you like I've had so many of those little like flirtations and stuff where I'm like Lucy come on you know this <laughs> but you still get sucked <laughs> in but like you know we just gotta we just gotta like I think and also this is an interesting about this um Mexican chapter the guy who was the owner of the property he displayed so many of the traits of my ex-partner like he even kind of looked like him when I got here I was like oh my god and even though this was like in a business <laughs> sense this time I just feel like the universe was like okay this is a mirror of like the type of man even if it's in a in the business capacity he's like kind of like narcissistic he has um he's pretty good looking buff australian dude like my ex and he basically says stuff to you that you want to hear but doesn't match up to his actions and then it all these little um, nuances kind of basically compounded themselves into the actual experience where i was like oh my god i'm just dealing in a different context my ex yeah again in a different in, in this environment and i was like then i was it gave me the opportunity to now speak my truth and put it down and like basically put boundaries. But I, I spoke to him, Sarah, like, you know, guy to guy. Like I was just like, this is bullshit, mate. Like I was like, you're this, what, what you're trying to sell me is not what is here or you're got, you have any intention of building anyway. So let's just cut the crap and um, I'm going to go this way. You're going to stay here. And that's that. And he was just got his jaw dropped and he was like, uh, yeah okay and it was <laughs> I felt so empowered because like Lucy like even a year ago would never have been able to do that and I was just like nah this isn't for me this is out of alignment and I can see what you're up to but this isn't this isn't within this is nothing to do with me anymore thank you very much and I was able to do that and, and I felt like I cut like a karmic tie of this type of male that's been able to manipulate me in a certain way it, whether it be through their looks or through just their behaviors or, you know, like they'll, they'll see me and I'm quite creative and they'll want to use me for my creativity or, or what I can bring to the table, but they're very like hold their cards very close to themselves. And I was able to, uh, this, in this, in um, like a situation, I was just able to see it before it went too deep and before I got burnt too, too hard. And um, yeah, I feel like I've really cut a karmic cycle in this situation. That's why I'm so grateful for this very opportunity. Oh, that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, just I just feel like light for you just hearing that because mm. I know how good that feeling is when like these patterns that we have to work through, they're, they're difficult. You know, it takes a lot, a lot of work for us to shift, uh, a lot of inner work for us to shift these patterns. And when we do, sometimes it can feel very, like we're not getting anywhere. Like, you know, the first thing is like experiencing the pattern, then seeing it and identifying that it's a pattern and then starting to look within, you know, owning that it's, it's us that creates it. It's not about the other person. Like we're just playing out, yeah. you know, a scenario that we've played out over and over again. Um, and then to find that part in ourselves that needs healing so that we don't enter into that dynamic again. It's like, it's a lot of work and yeah, it can, as I say, at times feel like we're not getting anywhere, but it's so nice when you can look back and be like, wow, like it still happened. It still came into my life, but I was able to see it faster. I was able to deal with it faster and I handled myself so, 
so much differently because most of this stuff, like, you know, for me to stand up and speak my needs sometimes in relationship was difficult because of my fear of abandonment. Mm. So, you know, when I do now, I'm like, all right, like I'm able to look my fear and put it to the side and express my needs um, and just stay with, I'm still afraid that they're going to leave and it's not going to be, you know, what they want or enough, but like, I'm just like staying with it, you know, and, and letting the fear be there. And then over time you start to see the evidence that like speaking your needs doesn't mean you're going to be abandoned and then everything starts to shift. So yeah. Plus yeah, in a child work and everything else that I've done to heal that. Yeah. Oh my God. I heal you. I I heal you. I hear you. Let's heal each other. Yeah, it's huge. And I feel like, and it's, and it's like interesting that um, in this situation, it came up in a different, like you're always on guard when it's a, a romantic lover because it's yes. like that. You've played it out so many times romantically that that's what you're looking for. But all these patterns play out in every dynamic, like yeah. with family, with friends, with business, with team members, with lovers, like it's always, yeah. <laughs> can always yeah. play out. Interesting enough, it's always kind of like a little bit more for me because you're always on guard with a romantic lover because it's like, oh yeah, I've been down here before and you almost, your heart's a bit more cautious and closed to go into those things. So you take the time a little bit more, well I do, but with like maybe girlfriends and like, you know, like when a girlfriend burns you or that's, that's hard. Like mm-hmm. that's happened to me a couple of times in the last few years where it was like yeah like your situation where you had to pull back from one of your closest girlfriends and it's like how that's almost so painful because you never saw it coming Mm -hmm. and your heart was just so wide open to you know like one of your sisters and like then something's come up and then just like oh no I've got to pull back from this relationship because it's not healthy anymore and it's that's a that's a really a big learner as well hey oh totally like I think my in in many regards I I'm grateful for my abandonment wounding because it's like I have developed, I love being around people and I've like filled my life with beautiful people and relationships and friendships. And I'm very good at maintaining long-term relationships, but you know, now I'm learning and I'm healing. Um, That's shifting the dynamic of some of these relationships. And I'm now, Mm. you know, truly having um, connected vibrational relationships rather than me like collecting all these people because I just don't want anyone to ever leave me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would have the same types of dynamics play out in, in my friendships as I would in my romantic relationships and starting to shift that um, over the last little bit, but it's still always a work in progress and something that I'm like super vigilant yeah. for now as well. Yeah. And we're just like arming ourselves with this like extra perception like power for us to be like see the wood from the trees and not be blindsided by, you know, what the relationship might give us or what, what we're wanting out of it. It's like actually seeing things for what, how they really are at that particular time. And I think like, you know, experience that, that comes with experience and yeah, like I really just feel like this whole year, especially being part of the fit for service as well to see other people heal um, and how we've been sharing in such a big, oh, large forum so and like seeing other people's mm-hmm. truth bombs come out and when they have those realizations and when they share them, then you're able to like, you know, apply that to yourself and just to be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's interesting. Like I can see how that's played out. That like sharing for me is just like the most important thing to witness and also take on because it's like you're getting the, the satellite 
healing from other people having these huge breakthroughs because you'll then be able to apply it to your own story as well. And then when it eventually it might actually happen to you of, of that particular, um, of that particular like healing or whatever that they went through, it, it is kind of transmute, transmuting theirs onto yours every time that everyone else has one. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly why I put this podcast together because I just felt there's so much benefit in hearing these kind of conversations that we work through mm. as we're trying to heal and grow um, and just to share. There's a, there's a release for us and, and also for the listeners just to hear and experience things other people are going through that are like not so different. Like we're all kind of moving through similar things and things will resonate for yeah. sure. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, I might wrap things up. But thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my God, thank you. Um, have you got your lunch there in Mexico? Yeah, I've got my quesadillas and my zumo de naranja. And that's orange juice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will let you go and enjoy your lunch. And I will see you very soon. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow or Thursday in Melbourne. Amazing. Thanks, Sarah, so much. And um, yeah, I am totally grateful for just like meeting you and meeting the rest of the group this year. And yeah, just knowing that, yeah, whatever life throws at us, this is all, we just got to walk our path in our truth. Yeah. So thank you for um, letting me speak my truth today with you. Oh, my pleasure. And I think going into what you're going into, the thing that's coming up for me is just, we are always okay. Like no matter how bad things get, we keep we keep walking, we keep, we awake another day and we keep going. So, yeah. you know, everything is going to be okay. It's just, it'll be the journey that it's meant to be. Thank you, Lucy. Lots of love. Thanks for listening to this episode of In My Truth. You can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcasts or sarahregelhuth.com forward slash In My Truth podcast. To stay updated on all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episode. So if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources, but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember, you're not alone and there is hope, even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahregelhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.